all got ups and downs Because the world's intense How could you find out what to pair with your life events? A cocktail will never fail to provide a lift Just raise a glass with your friends and let's drink about it You're listening to Let's Drink About It A show where we proceed from the premise That every life event has a perfect cocktail to go with it I'm your host Ben Harrison And I am Chris Bowman And our lovely and talented guest this week is us Yes And you the listener <laughs> A rare two-up episode. Yep, Ben it's and true. Chris. Can you? It's like hello, hello, hello. Maybe we should put an echo on. <laughs> put an echo on on that. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we just decided to. Um, Is that because ma- we usually use the guest to muffle all the echoes in our <laughs> recording spaces? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I figured that was a given. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we only have guests on that have. Uh, have Lots of uh, lots of oblique angles and uh, <laughs> well, we, we absorptive qualities when it I, comes to sound. I was just going to say we cover um, all of our guests in egg cartons when they get here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Empty egg cartons. Would, First, we throw the eggs at think, them. <clears throat> you think what? when when I, when I record with a guest, I usually record in my living room because my office uh, is up a very mm-hmm. steep. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's like not quite a ladder, but it's definitely not stairs. It's a, you know, I do it all the time, so I'm not that scared of it. But anybody that goes up when they come back down is like, Ooh. yeah, I've, I've been up and down those very stairs. And uh, I was exactly yeah. like Ooh, when I came down yeah. for sure. So I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to have like some noteworthy comedian by the farm walking down the stairs from recording my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You don't and, want, you don't want any kind of chalk outlines in your apartment. And so I've been thinking, like, I want to get some of those sound muffling device. Like, you can order off Amazon, like a bunch of a mm-hmm. bunch of those foam things for like ten bucks. Yeah. And I was, I've been thinking, like, you know, how bad of an idea would it be to put some of those up on the walls near where I record? Mm-hmm. Except for if I have the guests, we're in like the boomiest, echoiest part of my apartment, and those things aren't going to do any good. Down right. There. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can you can definitely hear the room I'm in, you know, uh, when I record. But uh, same again in the living room. I, I always thought like I could have like this um, collapsible, um, you know, like a like a three like a hinged sort of thing that you could you know a piece <laughs> of wood with that's covered in like uh, sound absorbing material that you could uh-huh. just open. You could just you can, open. like Voltron it out. Totally, you just Voltron <laughs> it out. So it's like customizable, you know. Um, and you just throw it up. Oh, forever, Chris, and then you t- what, what you should have one day is just like, it looks like a book on a shelf or something and you pull it and every, <laughs> every panel in your house flips over and it's sound absorbent <laughs> material. Like the, the coffee table flips over, the paintings rotate in the walls, the, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, I mean, we'll just like make it a very obvious, um, you know, I'll go to my record collection and pull out the sound of silence and then that oh. activates the, <laughs> uh, yeah, hello, I think, he- hello, egg crate, my old friend. <laughs> so oh, goofy, goofy times. Um, but it only lasts for four minutes and 33 seconds and then it goes right back. <laughs> yeah. It's a real pain in the ass when you're recording an hour long <laughs> podcast. It takes an hour and a half. Excuse me, guys. Just every four minutes, I've got to go to the record collection. Yeah, we, we'll edit this part out, but I just got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I just, just, I just do what John Cage tells me. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I guess we just decided to make it easy on ourselves this week. Um, yeah, we we've, uh, we've had a, a pretty heady couple of weeks surrounding mm-hmm. uh, episode one hundred, and mm-hmm. um, you know we knew we wanted to record an episode today on Sunday, and uh, you know we asked a couple of people who couldn't make it, so we we're like, "F it, let's just have have one with uh, your old, boys, old Chris Bowman and his buddy Ben." Yeah, that's right. Um, which I uh, I like the two ups, you know. It's, uh, gets gives us a chance to get reacquainted because we don't really talk that often, you know. <laughs> we uh, we're not real. We're not, we're not friends in real life. So no. <laughs> this is uh, uh, we get to play them on the radio. I think one of the only episodes where we like missed a week was a two up, and some some problem happened with my the, audio. The audio file that's, that's where right. like sh- it showed up and it the, like every every second every other second was silent or something like that no the, there was like uh it was like some sort of static interference the whole way through it was like a all the way through my audio and it was yeah unusable yeah maybe that's why we haven't done one in a while we have like a we have like an aversion to it that we've developed instinctively yeah i mean i think we've done a couple since that that, that particular one where it was yeah again it was out of our control i mean uh, yeah that was you know someone else's setup that you know my 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 setup is flawless you know i don't Mm -hmm. ever make mistakes so no we're great at this it's how i like to live my life (laughs) (laughs) i love i love a stress-free build-up to every podcast you know um usually usually we don't have any stresses so um yeah it's going great over here yeah you know our our lives are uh just just like uh pretty as you please yeah Uh, um but uh yeah, I guess uh, it's what time is it? It's one o'clock on a Sunday. Not to uh, give away too much about t- you know time of day we record. Oh, right reveal behind the mystery. that curtain. Just reveal the mystery, you know. Um, but uh, a Sunday is as good a day as any to uh, to record one of these things because you know a Saturday, a Sunday afternoon beverage is uh, it's a rare treat for me. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so what's uh, what's been happening, Ben? What's uh, what's going on? I mean, well, we don't Chris, have to get we don't have to get into life events right now. We can keep the oh we don't we don't have to. I mean, it's only six minutes in. Normally we have. I'd a, say let's do it. Let's well, just let, get let's get to. But the we point. have a norm, like normally we have a solid twenty minutes of bullshit. What are we going to do for the rest of the time? Because <laughs> we're interviewing somebody people don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, okay, well then, uh, Ben, tell me about yourself. Let's uh, get to know you and your week. I had an amazing experience yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was sick and I was really sick and I did something that made me like fifty percent less sick in about five minutes. And uh, I need to drink for that. I yeah, I mean, the, the, hopefully to get you the rest of the way. Hopefully this beverage <laughs> yeah, gets exactly. you. Exactly. Uh, that's uh, I'm I'm super intrigued. I can't wait to hear what it is. Um, yeah, I guess uh, for me this week. Uh, you know, I mean, in generally speaking, but in the last couple of weeks, uh, it's as though money has been made of or, or coded in some sort of lubricant, and it's slipping out of my hands <laughs> extra easy. Uh, and I need a drink for that. Talk about liquid assets. <laughs> Here go the recipes, Chris. Since you've been uh, spending like a a rich man, you're going to be drinking. A prohibition era cocktail called a millionaire. Yes. This is two ounces of rye, 
uh, three quarter ounces of Grand Marnier or orange curacao, two dashes of absinthe or pastis. Uh, so that's like Pernod is a pastis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Pernod makes an absinthe and a pastis actually. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, quarter ounce of grenadine, quarter ounce of lemon juice, and that's optional, and we'll talk about why, and a small egg white. So uh, you're going to add your ingredients to a cocktail shaker and shake vigorously without ice, then add ice and shake again until well chilled, and double strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Um, Sounds tasty. So I think the deal here is that the lemon juice is liable to curdle the egg white if you're not pretty uh, aggressive about getting it shaken quickly once the uh, once one is added to the other Um, (laughs) so that's why the lemon juice is optional and I think it's probably a good bit of balance to have something sour in there uh, given the sweetness of some of the other ingredients and um, the one of the one of the recipes I read recommended uh, going with a spicier rye or bourbon. Uh, so, um, so there. Th- this is potentially a tricky drink to get balanced quite quite right if uh, okay if you're not careful. But um, yeah, so so the reason well, you double strain after you're shaken is just to get out any curdled bits of egg because uh, mm-hmm. you don't you don't want that. Those uh, boogers in your drink, you know what I'm saying? Egg chunks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can tell you. If you shake it, if you shake it quickly, it shouldn't it shouldn't curdle though. Uh, last week or a couple weeks ago now for the for the the big episode, I had pre-made the drinks, you know, um, unshaken of course, just in the tins, in the shaker tins, and uh, um, the egg and the lemon. I you know when I came back to it. 15 minutes later or yeah. it was 20 minutes later it had to- it had totally curdled and uh and i was just like Meh, whatever <laughs> you know what it's like a, a omelet beverage it's good <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> me, yeah so that's um, let me get that 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 i think that what's going on if you shake it quickly is that it emulsifies which yes. means that the like fats and uh liquids are are being broken down small enough that they sort of suspend in each other's company uh whereas if it curdles it like starts a chain reaction where the fats turn solid do you um like i've heard a couple of different uh approaches to like the dry shake where it's like 15 second dry shake you know to to make sure it's it's emulsified and then i've heard people say you know it doesn't really matter you just do a couple seconds and it's fine but uh uh, do you have a preference or do you know like a proper way? Um, this recipe that I, the the one that I'm basing this off of. So two things about this. One is that I, I'm busting it down from a, a double recipe. I sent you a single, mm-hmm. a single cocktail recipe, but, uh, the one I, uh, was referencing was for two drinks. And so it was, it was one egg white in two drinks and that, and I'm assuming it's like, big old crazy size American egg white. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I find that it's hard to subdivide egg whites uh, and be confident right. that I actually have half of one. So I just said yeah. one small one. Um, and I'm, I'm also like, 
I also always feel like, oh, you know, I could have gone with a little bit more egg white in that. Like almost every <laughs> cocktail yeah, that has one. I, I think I think I think every cocktail I make with an egg white, I put a whole egg white in. Yeah, just because it just looks so much nicer and. Well, it may make uh, your teeth a little squeaky. Um, it's, 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 I like the consistency, you know, the creaminess of it. It's a great pod when your teeth are squeaking. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. But I think this was Michael Deitch. I uh, don't have any idea if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh, but um, okay. he wrote a great book on shrubs. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, he was uh, recommending 30 seconds of shaking with the ice. I can't remember if he had a amount of time without recommended or not but yeah i've read i've read anywhere from 20 to 40 seconds and i mean i i definitely it's 20 plus seconds for for an ice shake but uh you know especially if you're if you're doing this uh behind an actual bar it's kind of it's difficult to dedicate you know when each drink takes 45 seconds just to shake you know it's uh i mean it's a pretty pretty looking drink and it's uh i'd argue you know um marginally better if it's shaken a little longer but uh yeah you know you gotta economize sometimes especially if you're hosting a party you know and you uh you're just making egg white cocktails all over the place you know who's got that kind of time i, don't know. I, I feel like uh one of those hindu gods with like a whole bunch of extra arms would be an awesome craft, <laughs> yeah. craft cocktail bartender you know yeah i i one thing uh i'm i'm become you know, shiva gonna get shaker t- of drinks <laughs> you are um the other thing is like if you're if you're making these cocktails uh over and over again like if you are you know hosting or something uh you're basically in a constant state of flex you know it's like your abs are just you know it's like so it's a good workout you know it's an egg white cocktail and it's uh you know you're uh, basically shake weighting your uh, beverages (laughs) so so yeah it's a win-win really um, ben, you're going to be drinking, um, because we like to do this when there's an illness on the show, uh, you're going to be drinking a, an agave gingerita. So it's a cocktail with ginger, obviously. Uh, it's an ounce of uh, Blanco tequila, uh, a quarter ounce of Grand Marnier, one ounce of fresh lime juice, three quarter ounces of ginger root simple syrup, and an egg white. Um, so you're going to, uh, well, you can add salt to the rim if you like, but uh, that's obviously up to you. Um, you're going to add the remaining ingredients uh, or all the ingredients to a shaker and fill with ice, shake well, uh, and strain into a prepared glass. I kind of skipped, I think a step there, but basically you're going to dry shake. It's an egg white. So dry shake all the ingredients, uh, and then add ice shake for, you know, whatever time you decide, uh, and, uh, pour into the, uh, the highball glass. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, it sounds good. I mean, as we do, sometimes we, I don't know if it's what happens if like when I send you a drink or you send me a drink, we're like subliminally influenced, but we both have Grand Marnier and egg white. Yeah, I think, don't we, we do. Uh, yeah. I'm curious about this one because I don't know if I've ever had an egg white drink that had a salt rim before. Hmm. So. You know, uh, I, I, I got a recipe from uh, our friends over at food 52 recently and it was a uh, Negroni flip. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, equal parts Negroni ingredients. Uh, so the gin, um, Campari and sweet vermouth with, I think, a half ounce of simple syrup and a whole egg. And I've made that a couple of times for people at the bar and uh, it's gone over. It's, man, it is a pretty drink. Yeah, and, I bet. Uh, if you're, yeah, if you're a fan of Negronis, this is like, it's, it's almost like dessert, really. Dang. Um, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's uh, I, you said a salted a salted rim cocktail with egg white, and some, somehow I thought that a Negroni uh, uh, a Negroni flip was worthy of mentioning. So, um, <laughs> hey, we're a cocktail uh, show. You don't get any you don't get any deductions for mentioning other amazing sounding cocktails. <laughs> sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, is there a podcast where you get deductions? Because I don't ever want to be a part of those podcasts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a highly competitive. <laughs> <laughs> no holds barred cocktail podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, well let's uh, let's go make these uh, cocktails. What do you say? I think we shall. Make those drinks. Cheers, Chris Bowman. Cheers, Benjamin Harrison. My drink is really pretty looking. Mine is. Um, it looks like a. A little eggnoggy, I guess, but uh, oh yeah, it kind of does. It's pretty tasty. I'm looking. I'm looking at a photo that you just texted me. Yeah, I got a chip on this glass, so uh, I've got to be careful where I sip from. I got to get rid of this glass. Oh yeah, yeah. Got to get rid of that shoulder too. Yeah, the 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 chip on the glass is much smaller than the chip on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever rest your head on my shoulder, Ben, because you yeah, you'll don't get... don't give that shoulder to a guest. They might cut themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just give him the cold one. I got a ch- I got a chip on one shoulder, and the, the other one's the other cold. one's freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how smooth a drink gets when you shake it with an egg. Yes, totally. It's. Um, I feel like this is uh, this is all the food groups for me. It's booze, sugar, protein, salt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, how is the uh, how is the salt and egg? Um, you know, I put a straw in, okay. and uh, so I just took a sip off the rim. Um, that is interesting. I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't know if it's like something I would get every time, but it's definitely an interesting. It's it's not as though like an egg white makes a drink savory, but I imagine with the salt and the egg white, you know, it becomes like exponentially savory. It's interesting. I really recommend it. I recommend people try it. I feel like there's going to be one in ten people that listen to this show that will love this. One in ten. And okay. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think anybody would hate it. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's fair. I don't know when people are going to hate something or not. Well, if we could, um, have, if we could have every single one of our listeners make this drink and then write in and tell us what they think of it, we'll see if we can get to the bottom of this one in ten theory. <laughs> right yeah. it's not, it's nice not a, everybody was as engaged as that Chris. yeah it's not a it's not a huge ask i mean come on yeah um, um well i'll tell my story because it's pretty short it's not much of a life event but I, I, yeah. I suppose we've got two not much life events but yeah all right <laughs> you know not every event in our lives has to be super exciting no i mean because honestly it's exhausting I mean, I've been living such an exciting life just because of this podcast. I mean, you can tell by the, all the different things, like when I talk about how shitty my life has been, or like, you know, it's, a, it's very exhausting, you know, uh, these, yeah. uh, these events. But um, uh, so, Ben, yeah, I mean, you, you clearly are, are under the weather. You can hear it in your voice. You're congested nasally. Um, I am. I am. But what, uh, how long have we been suffering here? I guess on Friday, I had like a, I had like a, 2 p.m. phone meeting and mm-hmm. I was supposed to be editing all day and uh, I basically barely did my phone meeting before mm-hmm. just kind of collapsing into oh. a puddle of slush Ugh. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's been a weird sickness where I'm like, I don't have that many like symptoms. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that stuffed up. I don't have a sore throat. Not really sneezing that much, coughing that much or anything, but mm-hmm. just zero energy and like achy muscles and yeah, you know, flu flu like symptoms. Yeah, I mean, it just like enough to make me like totally useless, but not enough to make me totally miserable. Right. If uh, if that makes any sense. Sure. Um, which you know, things could be worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I. I, uh, so I took it real easy Friday and then, uh, Saturday I woke up and I was just like in, I was in, I was in rough shape and, uh, I was just kind of like lying in bed and, um, we have kind of a Saturday morning ritual of getting up and having a nice breakfast and watching, uh, television shows produced by the Home and Garden TV Network. Which uh, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm listening. So this is uh, your your house hunters, your property brothers, your love it or list it, your Genevieve renovation. Mm-hmm. I I pretty much have a rule that there has to be some construction in the episode, okay. or I won't. I won't watch it because I, I just have zero in like the like half of the shows are, like literally just people looking at three houses and then picking a house, <laughs> yeah, which is not television to me. I mean, I, and I know you, I know you, you like to furiously take notes. So as long as somebody's building something, you're learning something. Is that right? Uh, I mean, I've, I would say I learn a little bit on those type of things, but the what I. What I like to see is is like, oh, we took this dump and made it nice, or we took this dump and made it crazy. Yeah, you know, either of which are enjoyable things for me to watch because, like, you know, watching idiots renovate something and make it really stupid is yeah. uh, that's 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 fun watching for me. Do you? I mean, you clearly have this show down there, but it's like um, it would be America's worst handyman. Do you ever have that show? No, that sounds great. Oh, there's like I think it must be a UK thing, and then Canada, as Canada does, just puts Canada at the front of it and makes it their own. <laughs> uh, but it's like Canada's worst handyman. Oh my god! If you can go online and find some clips of like Canada's worst, or you know, England or the UK's worst handyman, it is pretty fucking phenomenal. Like I, I mean, well, how, a lot of our HG shows are actually shot in Toronto. Oh yeah, like a lot of these, like like there's one about. Uh, uh, income properties where the guy like well he's like a realtor and then he helps them do renovations so they mm-hmm. buy like some place downtown that's got a unit that they're gonna live in and then two other units that they're gonna rent out and then they like they like make over the units so that they'll have like higher rental prices or whatever it's, it's basically and, it's a show for everybody it's for every one of us that owns one property to live in and two to rent out correct <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But uh it's very aspirational. Yeah. <laughs> uh but uh yeah, that one's in Toronto and I think Love It or List It is in Toronto. They they're always like I'm going to see if I can weir- get weirdly vague about uh they don't ever say Toronto. Yeah. But you know, they're always like you like, can just you can just they tell want to live downtown right. in the swanky in, in this swanky neighborhood, but they never <laughs> say like which neighborhood or or like what is good about the neighborhood. They never say. I think that they never say where they are. That you could just tell that there's like a Toronto film on everything. 
right? There's like, a, <laughs> there's, there's, yes. like a, there's an ooze on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got up and Rachel like fired up one of these shows and I got about 15 seconds in and I was like, I can't fucking, it's like, I Sit felt like right. I was, my eyeballs were being <laughs> rubbed against a cheese grater. <laughs> and I went back to bed for a while and then I got back up and at a certain point I was like, huh, you know, I haven't had any coffee today. And I had a headache, and I was like, maybe this coffee, this is a coffee headache and not a I'm sick headache. Oh, my God. And uh, she was nice enough to make me an iced coffee and brought it over. And five minutes later, I was like literally half as sick as, <laughs> as I had. You know, it's so crazy. Like, because they say don't drink caffeine when you're ill, right? Like, I guess somehow yeah, maybe they, it's dehydrating. Yeah, like, they. What the fuck do they know? Everybody okay. says different shit you're supposed to do listen, and not listen, do when you're they, sick. They, aka the committee, right, say uh, don't right. drink caffeine when you're sick. But People it, who should mind their own fucking business yeah. say. <laughs> Yeah, am I right? Quit, quit yeah, blogging. Fuck you. Quit blogging. Fuck you trying to make me get better quicker. <laughs> Health bloggers. <laughs> um, I, uh, it's funny because I have had that where um, I'll notice it's you know noon or one o'clock and, and I've completely spaced on having a coffee or tea or any kind of caffeine and realize I'm like, oh, fuck, I just feel sick. Like, what? Is, you know, I've got a splitting, yeah. oh, splitting man, headache. Oh, man, I'm coming down with something. Yeah, i got a splitting <laughs> headache. Or I've been, like, you know, I don't have a TV in my apartment. It's just my computer. So if I don't spend time on the computer, then I'm like, well, what have I been doing? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not my eyes aren't strained. You know, what is this headache from? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, coffee, right. But that's right. usually, <laughs> that's usually um, my sort of prompt to get off of, caffeine for a while you know take a little sabbatical <laughs> I'm like oh okay if my body's this dependent this is bad news so i'm just gonna just gonna tough it out for a couple hours through this headache and then you know have a couple weeks off of, of you know caffeine and uh that's interesting you know i i i used to have zero coffee dependence like i could drink three cups of coffee a day for six months and then not drink some coffee yeah. for a while and yeah. have it not really impact me Mm -hmm. and i was even kind of like a little i had like a little thing where like if if i wanted to drink coffee because i was tired that wasn't a good reason to drink it Mm -hmm. like same i like i applied the same logic to coffee that i do for booze which is like if i'm drinking booze because i'm sad or upset about something right then i'm i'm doing it the wrong way and i'm not and I would deny myself booze in that in that context. Yeah. If I'm if I'm like tired or having trouble, like motivating, <laughs> I wouldn't drink coffee. Right. Like I should be able to do this. Yeah. You right. know, from within. Right. But I mean, whatever. It is. It is uh, your. Uh, you have to double your effort when you don't have. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you've got to like push through some sort of caffeine withdrawal symptoms and work on top of that, it's like, you know. It's almost uh, unthinkable. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, it was a real revelation for me because I, you know, I, I didn't feel great, but I definitely felt way less shitty. And and uh, I can't imagine that the coffee did anything to slow my recovery down. I mean, I, it was hmm. fine. Yeah, well, I mean, you you definitely, you know, you sound like you got a pep in your step right now. I don't know if that's true or not, but it is only Sunday, and you were complaining that yesterday was the day you were your most ill. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, 
So coffee. It yeah, cures coffee. everything. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Mm, uh, well, now uh, they are going to say drink lots of coffee when you're sick. I really must try this coffee that you speak of. Um, <laughs> well, um, uh, so what do you think? What do you think? Are we, are we talking like a, a weekend sickness that you're dealing with? Or, um, I mean, are you... Are you better than you were yesterday or is this still sort I'm of definitely better than I was yesterday I think I'm probably I'm probably right at that half-life moment in the illness oh, where right the tipping point I'm, I'm actually yeah. I'm actually just I'm relieved because now I, I can I can rest easy knowing that you'll be able to enjoy these HGTV uh, HD HGTV shows you know uh, you know without yeah. any strain oh thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> what would I do without these stupid shows? Oh man, I don't know. Speaking, uh, of sp- you know what we did watch yesterday, which I uh, I highly recommend to anybody curious is a uh, I think it's called Cooked. Oh yeah, I started it's watching that myself. Yeah, four parter on Netflix with Michael Pollan and mm-hmm. uh, a couple of other interesting food people, mm-hmm. but uh, man. Uh, I feel like I learned so much about food science in in four short episodes. Yeah, I, I mean the first one is fire, is it not? Is it uh, fire? Yeah, yeah. It's I, like I, all I, the four the four the four elements. Yeah, I started fire, watching that. Water, earth, air. I think or it's, air, earth. It's funny how Michael Pollan's name has sort of come up a few times, uh, you know, in this um, last couple of weeks, and that was that was one. Uh, instance where it did and the other was i bought this cookbook called plenty i don't know if you've heard of this book Mm -mm. um and uh, i was standing actually uh on the street just flipping through uh, waiting for an appointment waiting for an appointment i'm just standing flipping through this cookbook and this woman walks past and without skipping a beat or stopping she just you know she says nice tits (laughs) the women the woman said that to me yeah she was catcalling you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, she uh, she kind of walked past and just said this. That's my favorite cookbook. <laughs> and uh, and I was oh, like, I like the Doppler. Effect yeah, and that. I was like, oh yeah. She's like, oh yeah. You know. And uh, so it was just kind of like it was like literally ten minutes after I bought this cookbook, and because um, I I bought a cookbook recently and without doing much research discovered that it was well beyond my skill level. And, oh uh, really? Well, it just kind of it's prefaced saying you know the last two books in this in this series were for the home cook, and this is more of a commercial. This is what we do in our restaurant. It was that Nopi book. I don't know if you've heard of Nopi, but Nopi's mm. a restaurant in London, and this guy is apparently, I think it's mainly vegetarian food. But uh, I was really excited about it, and then I stick that literally. <laughs> I did, did no research. I was excited about this vegetarian cookbook just to, to sort yeah. of have like a, a few more uh, vegetable dishes in the arsenal, and then like the first paragraph it said we don't want to discourage you but this is a challenging book and i'm like fuck <laughs> and i literally like i i opened i opened the box that it came in like you know i got the the box in the mail opened it pulled out the book read the preface flipped through some recipes was like oh yeah and then took it to a friend's house and gave it to a friend <laughs> so <laughs> that is the most chris bowman story i think you've ever told well it's it's kind of um it's it's you know um you know, if you're a friend of mine or if you're in my life in any way, you know, there is uh, I'm sort of like a tumbleweed, I think. I'm a real life tumbleweed. I just, I don't really, I just kind of, kind of blow through life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this Plenty book looks really good and um, uh, yeah, pretty stoked about it. But 
Yeah, Michael Paul, like Michael Pollan's name was mentioned in the in the uh, introduction of this book, just speaking about. Um, it's basically, you know, there's the theory of to eat healthy, you have to spend a lot of money. And the idea behind this book is that you use, you know, if you're making a, if you're roasting a chicken, then you're using, you're using it multiple times, you're making stock and you're freezing it, you know, this kind of thing. So yeah, getting yeah, the most yeah. out of every meal you prepare. So oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I feel like when I, I'm bad at cookbooks, like I have a huge pile of cookbooks in the corner of my uh, office over here yeah and uh and they look at me and i look at them and when i a lot go of to cook something i just make it up as i go along like i will start cooking dinner and rachel will ask me what i'm making for dinner and i won't even say because i haven't decided yet yeah <laughs> like i'm still kind of in the midst of it um and like the only recipes i ever do are like if i'm gonna bake chocolate chip cookies i will consult a recipe well baking or yeah if i'm gonna do like the chicken the fried chicken and the momofuku cookbook Mm -hmm. like i will read that recipe because it's like like it's a like i feel like recipes are hard and rarely so amazing that i feel like it was worth following yeah you know like that fried chicken though is like so transcendentally good that i'm just like i will i will suffer through like steaming this chicken and then bringing it back down to refrigerator temperature before i fry it right uh can we talk about momofuku for a second i um so there is a momofuku in toronto and it's been here for a number of years now like two or three years Oh, i didn't know that yeah there's it's been here for two or three years and i guess it's the same idea as the one in new york where it's like there's the um, noodle bar the milk bar and then like the sort of i don't know what the higher end restaurant is and i never will because i'll never actually i can't even i can't even ascend to the uh the uh like my wallets uh my wallets light enough but uh yeah but anyway so i went there recently um you know i'm not so much like an it spot kind of person you know sometimes i'll go to something new um i'll go to something brand new because it's being talked about but i typically avoid that shit so uh my favorite restaurants are the ones that are (laughs) totally slept on yeah like i'm not into going to a place that's popular because yeah. i don't want to wait i don't want to i don't want to make the scene and here's the thing like this is not about this is not about like i mean it's popular for a reason people you know there's some people like to go and be seen in a in a place that's not me yeah. i'm not it's not a comment on the food because it's obviously if it keeps filling up like it's not just people eating shitty food to be seen in a spot that sucks you know like no so, I mean, you know, uh, Momofuku opened a couple years ago. Fast forward to literally three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, where I, f- my first Momofuku experience. So, uh, <laughs> and it was like, you know, the person I was with, she said, uh, oh, you know, let's go, we'll go to the milk bar and get these treats, you know, like these, um, what are the birthday cake truffles or whatever? Have you had those? No. Okay. And then there's this crack pie that they do, which is like a basically like a tart with chocolate, like a, a butter tart with chocolate on it or something. So, yeah. and then, and then she's like, well, are you hungry? Should we eat? And I was like, yeah, okay, well it's, I've never eaten here. So let's eat here. And I, I've, I got the Momofuku ramen and, uh, uh, it's all I can think about. I can't think about anything else. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Momofuku. I'm sorry, David Chang. It was never a comment on you. It was me. I was the problem. I will, pay, yeah. I'll, I'll be a patron of your restaurant from now until the day I die. <laughs> so good oh my god I, it was so good yeah. and the slushies oh my god you ever had the they slushies what they're doing over there in momofuku the sake slushy well, for all of the annoyingness of how famous it is now 
Shit is hella good. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. It's so true. Um, but I, I mean, to, to go back to the cookbook thing, like I am not so great in in the kitchen. So in order to sort of understand um, how things work together, I kind of need that guidance. Like I mean, and, and if I bake, obviously you have to go exactly the recipe yeah. in baking. It's but, chemistry when it comes to baking. And I, I, I honestly, not being a particularly uh, uh, astute. Uh, science guy uh i i love that part about baking which some people hate like people love the freedom of cooking right right so i approach cooking like i do baking and i follow it to the letter um and (laughs) and, uh so going into a cookbook i have no idea if you know i just have to trust in in this recipe right and see what happens um but yeah, well, I mean, my mom taught me when I was a kid that you can double the amount of garlic called for in any recipe and it'll probably taste better. Is that and true? And ever since then, I've, uh, you know, that like unlocked cooking for me because like if you can double the amount of garlic and it's going to taste better, then like how much trust should I put in the rest of this fucking sure. recipe? Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, how old were you when you learned this lesson? You I mean, she told it to me when I was pretty young, but I, uh, I think that like, I realized that it was the it, it it was the like basis on which my personal philosophy in the kitchen would be uh, established. I I, I love the uh, idea of you later. standing in the kitchen for the first time when you're about to attempt some sort of dinner plan, and you know, in your background, there's like that swirling image mm-hmm. of your mother saying, "You can double the amount of garlic, and it's going to taste better, better, better." You know, like yeah. you know, you're just yeah. like recalling your mom giving you this advice, like, "Oh yeah," and then you're an instant chef. Yep, yeah, it's the uh, it's the scene right before the climax of the movie where I cook an amazing <laughs> meal, right, right before some big contest, some big dinner yep. contest. Yeah, and uh, I do a song and dance number that you haven't seen me rehearse for once, even though the whole movie was about all the tension in the rehearsal room um i just need the title of the song you'd sing what is it Mm, not enough garlic i don't know yeah great that's a good one yeah um i don't know the names of songs come on chris you know me no but this is uh you know sort of a a little uh yes ending you know i just uh just just (laughs) why not only that but yeah right (laughs) um so listen we, we we spoke briefly about uh well i guess we should talk about your drink first the drink. How does it go with getting better? I think that it's taken me another twenty-five percent of the way toward hey toward right as rain. Thanks again for that. Thanks again, I, Ginger. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, gin, the ginger and the lime. You know, like yeah. I got a lot of vitamin C. I got some medicinal ginger root in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's great. I'm sure the tequila's killing everything in my throat <laughs> on its way down. Now we we. Uh, I mean, uh, typical me fashion, I kind of sent you the recipe a little late, but you kind of pulled together this, I mean, again, it's not complicated, but the ginger syrup, did you, uh, did I, you know, somehow, do you ever have some sitting around or did you just kind of hustle and get this shit together? I'm not trying to brag Chris Bowman, but all of the ingredients in this cocktail were ready to go in my kitchen. <laughs> you know what? That's brag worthy. You try to brag. Uh, you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think that ginger syrup comes up often enough in cocktails, and especially on this show, that uh, I have made, I, I have made it my business to keep ginger syrup on hand, mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that I keep simple syrup on hand. And um, <laughs> sorry, I love it. <laughs> 
Yeah, let that shit out, man. Quit suppressing it. Just burp into the microphone, uh, always. I think that might be the first time I've really let one yeah, go. <laughs> you have. You've, and tell you what. You've, well, if somebody's made it with us till episode 102, <laughs> hopefully got, they'll forgive me that. It's Sorry. A, it's, a, it's a, you know what? I think it's well-earned, well-deserved 102-episode listener. You know, um, anyway, you know, it's clear to me now, like uh, 40 minutes into this recording that um, we don't, you know, like we don't need the guests to go extra long. Like the two of us have been sitting here uh, hucking shit yeah. for at each other, shit. hucking shit at Seeing each other. what sticks. <laughs> uh, I will say about this cocktail, though, before we move on to your life event, Chris. Yeah. I, I hate the name. Agave Gingerita? Yeah, it's terrible. Like, what a fucking abortion of a cocktail. Name. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's totally true. Um, it's, it's like, like, that is the only place that I would accept seeing that would be on the menu at, like, a Chili's. Sure. You know? Well, that's it's like, I, okay, you have to, like, trademark everything. But wait, didn't it? it huge ca- and it came from, it came from, like, a reputable place, did it not? Oh no I no! So it's I'm so just I, saying, yeah. Like have have the fucking dignity to give your like cocktails ha- should have fun names. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and, and just adding Tina, Tini, or Rita on everything. Yeah, super lame, super whack. <laughs> I like adding Tina to the end of something though. <laughs> uh, it's an apple teeny Tina. Uh, it's my favorite. Um, I uh, th- what I was going to say earlier is that how much of a relief is it then when we send each other recipes when you have everything ready to go? Oh, it's <laughs> so the best. nice! It's like winning the lottery. That's, uh, I, I think the appropriate cocktail for that life event is the bee's knees. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, wrong. We've done that already. You can't do that again. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you, you can pair it with multiple life events. I feel. Like. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Um. So, moving on? Yeah, moving on. Tell me what's going on with you, Chris. Well, I'm we, worried about you. Well, no need to worry. We've been, we've been um, you know, we were talking about cookbooks there, and, and that was one of my most recent purchases. But, um, you know, I, sometimes I go through phases where I'm just out and I get spendy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's kind of like, and it's not so much like, it's not like, uh, I always love that like retail therapy is for, followed immediately by buyer's remorse. And, and so I kind of keep that like in the back of my head. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you want this now, but you're going to regret it later, you know? So, but lately it's just been throwing caution to the wind and, and it's um, books and records, you know, are pretty much like I, I, books, I have no problem buying records. I, I'm a little, I'm like, records are kind of impractical, you know, but they're fun. Sure. Um, but, um, and, and so I was out yesterday and, um, Went. I, found, I walked past a store that was. It was like a record shop that was closing. It was just this little indie, tiny sort of secondhand record store that was closing up for whatever reason. Moving shop and they had a record store was closing up. I wonder why. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's true. I, I I couldn't figure it out. The guy said, you know, I don't I, business is booming, but uh, and you know, to be honest, that sign pulled so many people into this tiny little shop, and and um, man, it, it was it was so much fun just flipping through records and and buying the wackiest shit i could find you know i mean i would do a little i do a little youtube search and um i sent you i sent you a photo of um of the cover of the record that uh, one of the records i bought 
And the band, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're out there listening and, and you haven't heard of uh, Tonto's expanding headband, then uh, I think you should do yourself a favor and listen to this. Re- <laughs> it is an absolute fucking trip. It, it is like a science fiction movie, a soundtrack for a science fiction movie that doesn't exist. It's incredible. Ben, I think yeah, you Yeah, uh, so this cover, we've got like some some Native American headdress imagery, some sort of psychedelic keyboard. <laughs> yeah imagery and then along the outside there is uh, an egg turning into a tadpole turning into a frog turning into a man (laughs) who is then like diving headlong into a lsd flower type of deal (laughs) yeah it's like the guy's diving into a lava lamp pretty much you know yeah uh it's it's uh, I saw this cover. I would I was, buy it based on the cover. I'm well, t- I mean. well, that's you know what? I, I swear to God, when I go record shopping, nine out of ten times I'm judging it by the cover. I'm like, okay, this cannot this record cannot be a hundred percent bad because there's it's it's <laughs> like made in nineteen seventy five. There's a keyboard on the cover. It has the most nineteen seventy five <laughs> cover you've yeah. ever I swear to God, I was like so elated when I, I, I you know, so there, the guy didn't have the uh, a turntable set up, so you couldn't listen. He's like, oh, just uh, you know, search YouTube. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I didn't think of that. So I go to YouTube and I find it, and I'm like, uh, I'm with a friend, and the two of us hold it up to our ears, and it was like, you know, like Christmas morning. You know, you kind of look at each other like, uh, <laughs> like what? Anyway, so it's it's uh, it's super fun. But uh, this fun. is this is part of the problem. So I, I you know, it's like, oh, well, it's, you know, and again, it adds up. It was it was five dollars. How can I not buy this record for five dollars? But when you buy records for five dollars and you buy ten of them, you know, uh, any quick mathematicians out there? Any simple math man out there? Um, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, last but not least, so books, records, and lately. Uh, I've been treating myself to something that is so totally ridiculous that uh, it, it defies logic. I've been buying myself socks, but like nice, <laughs> <laughs> like really nice, like well-made, you know, patterned socks. Like I figure I wear enough black t-shirts and jeans that I've got to, you know, I've got to express myself somewhere. So why not on my stinky feet, right? Yeah. Uh why not on the inch and a half of fabric that people see between your listen hem of your pant and your shoe when you sit down? Listen, it's kind of like the approach to, uh, you know, well, some people's approach to tattoos, right? I just got it for myself. Yeah. I just got it for myself. Yeah, or it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so now I just, instead of, you know, it's like people that get tattoos from themselves and don't wear sleeves on their shirt. I'm just wearing either shorts all the time or not, no pants at all, you know? Right. Why uh, would I need sleeves on my shirt when I have sleeves on my skin? Right. Perfect. It's like uh, the perfect garment. I have never gotten a tattoo because when I think about what I would have gotten five years ago as a tattoo yeah, or 10 years ago, I am so overcome with shame about what I was interested in well, then. Well, can, can I... I mean, it begs the question. <laughs> what were you going to get as a tattoo five years ago? I don't know. I I mean, I don't like. I just think about like things that I was I I was just passionate about. Then. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like you didn't have like an you know, idea. Like for I don't. A I didn't have any specific ideas about what tattoo I was going to uh, get because I like, knew, like back five years ago, when I thought about what I would have gotten five years before that, I was overwhelmed with shame. Also, so. yeah, back five years ago when you were really into anime eyes and you wanted to get <laughs> you want to get eyes on the on your back. Yeah, I get it. Right. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that's. I guess there's a lot of regret attached to, it. and and you know, and, and attached to uh, tattoos. But uh, there's just a lot of regret in my day to day life. Oh you fuck! Know? Please come on. I try to make as few permanent decisions as possible. Um, hence the tumbleweed approach to life. Yeah, uh, yeah I uh, uh, I agree with you. Um, but that's yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much that's that's where I'm at. I mean, I'm, I'm in a, a little bit of a phase where you know I'm going away at the end of the month. Um, and I should be like pinching every single penny and yeah. st- instead I've decided to dump all my money in a tub of Vaseline and, uh, <laughs> which is really gross. It's a really awkward, Highly, tra- yeah. really awkward transaction when you approach yeah, cashiers <laughs> are a little bit perturbed by what you're trying to, yeah, it's like just, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't want to tell them where I've been keeping my money. <laughs> uh anyway yeah so uh i i need uh this drink is it's certainly uh it, is it making me rethink me rethink or am i um you know making it's making me want to spend more money i don't know it's tasty though it's mm. a it's a good one mm. i used rye do you feel like a millionaire or do you feel like uh not oh i feel like uh i feel like uh someone uh what's the what's the uh champagne living on a beer budget that's <laughs> yeah that's uh that's what i feel like but it's it's certainly if i i am not wearing my coat and tails at the moment but uh i feel like i am you know oh great mm-hmm. Request. this week because we don't have a guest we've decided to do a couple or more than one anyway uh yeah i calls. think we're gonna do two this week okay um, i put a, i put up a tweet uh ahead of our last show to solicit calls and we got uh kind of a deluge so i uh it all it just seemed it seemed like we should work through some of these um so if you if you want to leave a call go to let's drink about that it there's a tab on the right hand side of the screen you can leave a voicemail right there yeah easy. here's our first call hi let's drink about it this is dave benoob in dartmouth nova scotia first congratulations on 100 episodes here's to the next 100, looking forward to them. Um, but uh, before that, I do have a life event. My wife and I just bought a, bought a house, our, the, our first house, and we've got a housewarming party coming up. So a drink that we can make in advance or a drink that's good to share uh, with the group would be very much appreciated. Um, yeah, so as always, thanks very much. Keep up the good work. Cheers. All right, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, Dave's a longtime listener. Uh, yeah, I think he's Twitter called in before. Time. Yeah. Um, so thanks for the call, Dave. And I always like, um, I always like, uh, you know, you get you get a little uh, uh, group uh, um, activity going, and and you know, I've talked about it in the past. Fondue, you know, fondue at a party is uh, a fondue party. I know it's nineteen, very nineteen seventy, but. Uh, uh-huh. Good Lord, the interactiveness, interactiveness, the interactivity that goes on is so much fun. Um, yes. So I, what I like about um, the, the gatherings is um, having a bowl of punch, which we've dealt with before here. Uh, so I'm going to recommend a punch. It's called the fancy bourbon punch. Um, so your ingredients are a liter of bourbon, a cup of granulated sugar, peels of three lemons and one orange, the juice of those uh, peeled fruits, one liter of strong tea, preferably green tea. Uh, 250 milliliters of champagne or club soda can be used if you want a less fancy version. Uh, and uh, fresh <laughs> so you're ing- just using the champagne for the bubbles? <laughs> yeah, to tickle your nose. 
uh, and nice. freshly grated nutmeg. So you're going to combine the sugar, citrus peels in the bottom of a punch bowl, muddle together until sugar starts to clump together. Let it sit for about two that hours. That is called an oleosaccharum uh, when you're leaching the citrus oils out, out with the sugar. Oleosaccharum, really? Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that, Ben. Um, hey, nothing, no problem. No problem. Nothing to it. You can leave that overnight if you want. Well, yeah, it's going to say, it says let's sit for two hours. While not necessary, it does uh, add a little complexity. So, I mean, if uh, overnight might be better, I, I would I would do that. Um, yeah. Brew the this tea. Is, it already takes enough planning. Might as well. Yeah, totally. Uh, brew the tea for about 30 minutes. Remove the least, uh, loose rather, tea bags uh, and allow it to cool. Uh, add the juice of the peeled fruit, tea, and bourbon and stir. Uh, top with champagne just before serving. Stir gently. Uh, top with fresh grated nutmeg and serve. So there it is, your fancy bourbon sour, or bourbon punch rather. Um, yeah. so let us know if uh, if that happens. Uh, and congratulations on buying the new home. That's uh, big news. And uh, I really got to get up to Nova Scotia. Uh, have you ever been to the east coast of Canada, Ben? No, I've only been to the west coast of Canada and Toronto. Yeah, so I th- all points uh, Quebec and west for me, and nothing east of that. So I got to rectify that at some point. Uh, yeah, beautiful place. Um, well, you don't know. Well, if I if uh, what I see in pictures and on the TV is to be, uh, be believed, then uh, what you see on your money is <laughs> to be trusted. <laughs> well, if, if if what I see in the I see in the back of my five dollar bill is to be trusted, uh, the Canada Space Arm is glorious up in orbit. Yay! Does that make any sense? Cool Canada arm, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks, uh, thanks again, Dave. <clears throat> Let's get to thanks, the next Dave. call. Here's the next call. Hey guys, got a quick one for you today. I am a mere three weeks out from getting to go see Star Trek: The Ultimate Voyage with my husband and our fathers. If you don't know what that is, Ben, you should probably <laughs> Google it. Anyway, we're getting really excited, oh and I think we need a drink for that. Help us out. Thanks. Bye. I mean, Ash Harris. I mean, Ash Harris definitely has the all-time record for call-ins. Yeah, I mean, this is at this at point, this point. Uh, that was voice recognition. Did not need to introduce <laughs> herself. I knew it right away. Most listeners are going to know. Um, yeah. Now, Ben, this is uh, this is interesting. Star Trek film. Uh, you have some sort of an interest in Star Trek, do you not? Uh, casual passing interest. Nothing casual that, passing interest. No, okay. Nothing that I would make any kind of public issue of. Uh, like noth- I did have to look this up. This is, uh, I guess what it is, is they have like a symphony orchestra playing the various theme songs from different films and television shows. And that is some next clips. level. Oh, oh, on a big screen above it. Okay. Uh, so I watched the little like YouTube sizzle reel that they had. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Looks kind of looks kind of like uh, a bunch of like pretty serious music performers. So yeah, I, I feel like it, it could be could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They do that with a lot of like uh, like they do that with like Zelda video game music sometimes too. Yes, I've never gone to any of these things, but uh, it seems it seems kind of legit. I saw I missed my opportunity to see uh, Back to the Future with uh, Toronto Symphony Orchestra playing the soundtrack. Uh, oh man, that's one of my fave soundtracks. It really it's it is the best, and uh, I elected uh, I had taken someone to see because it was that uh, October or whatever the date was in you know uh, 2015. You know the, the the date on the the machine and the, the oh nice yeah yeah so yeah, yeah we went to we went to the film that day and and the person I took 
had no idea that that like was the day. So like it was completely oh, cool. random. And she, she's like, did you know that today's the day? And I'm like, why do you think everyone here is dressed up like Doc and Marty? Anyway. Because so that's how we dress in 2015. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I got listen. I got a closet full of clear ties, and I have I need events to wear them to. You know. Mm-hmm. My, anyway, my I, crazy Japanese boss is already always faxing me several different faxes <laughs> to say I'm fired. <laughs> fax is just a funny thing. I just love fax. Anyway, uh, what's what? What do we got for Ash today? Uh, so this is a cocktail. There's seriously no end to the stupid sounding Star Trek cocktails that you can find mm-hmm. when you google star trek cocktail mm-hmm. uh this one i i picked because it was pretty simple and i feel like could be awesome um this is called the jean-luc picard uh it is eight ounces of tea earl gray hot and an ounce of grand marnier so uh you combine the ingredients in a spacey teacup and serve uh, three of four cocktails have Grand Marnier in them. Yeah, I like. Uh, yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should take the bourbon punch back to the drawing board and see if we can get an egg in there. Or <laughs> we something. can't shoehorn some. Yeah, shoehorn <laughs> something in there that probably doesn't belong in there. Just make eggnog for everybody, Dave. <laughs> the fancy bourbon punch. Just drop a couple of whole eggs in there uh, to top. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, those are definitely going to curdle. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, Captain Picard always always going over to his replicator and saying, tea Earl Grey hot, and uh, hence that drink. Uh, I, uh, I'm i glad you're the uh, Star Trek brain on this show, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek brain, that's uh, uh, my, my pet name for you. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank <laughs> STB. I think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, thanks for everybody that called in, and I guess I already explained how to call in if you want to call you in. Did, yeah, and, uh, so if you did, yeah. So if you snoozed during that, you know, I'm never going to explain it again. Sorry. Yeah, do not, do not wait to be prompted on Twitter. Like, if you're listening right now and you're like, damn, I just saw a guy, I don't know, do something on the bus. I just killed a man to watch <laughs> yeah. him die. Uh, you don't know, call us. Call the police. Yeah, you're fucking insane. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, definitely give us a call. Um, and, you know, I know you don't know how to do that. We're not going to tell you right now because we already did. So skip back three minutes and listen how. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's uh, that's about it for us this week. Uh, shortened only by minutes, uh, which, you know, means we've uh, spoken far too much. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure people are pretty pretty much sick of us this week. So, uh, if uh, but if I guess if they're not, they can follow Chris on Twitter at crispychicken. Yeah, and Benjamin at Benjamin R A H R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It. And uh, obviously, we've got Instagram and Facebook going gangbusters. Thanks to our good friend Lizzie Bartelt. Yes, uh, I think indeed. we're Let's Drink About It on both of those. Uh, go to our website, leave us a comment, go to iTunes, leave us a nice review. Those really help uh, new listeners find the show. Hashtag better uh, than a hot dog cocktail. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, you know, yeah, and you can go uh, you can go check out Shit Food Bloggers review if you search for the most recent on there. Yeah, uh, check it out. If uh, oh, we should thank uh, Graham Walsh and Jamal Richardson for our music. Thanks, fellas. And Paul Watling for our logo. Thank you, Paul. And I'd like to thank you, Chris Bowman, for making 102 episodes of this silly show with me. Uh, ben, thank you so much. You know, uh, I'd like to thank you, but I can't because it hasn't been the best time. Uh, it hasn't been the best time. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, I, uh, this is it. Goodbye, everyone. 102. It's uh, it's been a real pleasure for me, at least. Uh, I mean, I guess for it'll ben, be some. There'll be some suspense if we come back next week. <laughs> uh, of course. Thank you, Ben. Um, it is the highlight of my week. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, I'm a little exhausted when I do this because uh, the nature of my job. So if I'm not always on point, I do apologize. Canadian way. I must apologize for something. Yeah. Well. <laughs> way that, to way to end we, on an awkward note. We will be back at you next week with more live events, and more drinks to go with them. Later, potato. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> use an agent but i mean still like you know there are plenty of reboots that don't use the same names of things why look i should be careful here right i don't want to name shame <laughs> i just i'm sorry ethan's of the world i just don't think ethan is a hero worthy name i'm sorry see yeah. that's why i said i'm sorry this week anyway. You're a fucking monster <laughs> Ethan Hawke is an awesome sounding name that any hero would be happy to have. You, well, okay, there's the fucking exception. But this guy's name. Oh, wait, no, his name is Ethan Hunt. Hey, it's Ethan Hunt. Shit. Yeah. It's Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hawke is a famous actor. Yeah. I thought that's what you were talking about. I was like, Ethan Hawke is the exception to the rule, and he's no hero of mine. I'm kidding, Ethan, Ethan Hawke. That's pretty badass sounding. Ethan Hawke is, uh, yeah. I okay. would lower an Ethan Hunt through a ventilation shaft any day of the week. Listen. If you say, every time you speak his name, you say Ethan Hunt, maybe it makes it different. But if you say Ethan, uh, I stand by my original statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, this is stupid. This is dumb. His brother Mike gets fun of a lot <laughs> oh, at, the, uh, at the airport. I am so glad you said that. <laughs> Oh, I want to say it quickly and aloud, but I will not because I'm always, always, always being asked to pick up the white courtesy telephone. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yes. At the airport. <laughs> uh, okay, man. Thanks, Ben. All right. Later, dude. See ya. <laughs> And I would and I was doing it on it. 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 And